Again, thank you so much for coming. At this time, one of our deacons, Carol Clayton, is going to come and have our opening prayer. Um, over the years, I've tried to be a mentor to the deacons, and uh, I've tried to teach them bits of information. Come on up, Carol. <laughs> you the you the student tonight, brother. Casey, I'm sorry. This is part of my seminary training about how to train deacons. And some of these things are just little facts of life that they didn't know that I just, you know, just sheds a little bit of life on a lot of things. But anyway, there was a skunk and a deer and a duck that went to a very expensive restaurant to eat. And I mean, they ordered the most expensive stuff on the menu. And the waiter brought them the check. And here was the problem. The skunk didn't have a cent. The deer didn't have a buck. So they put the check on the duck's bill. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. We have one more year of these stupid jokes, okay? <laughs> We are really going to miss them, aren't we? Really are. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We can glorify your name with laughter and fun. And, Lord, we know this is a glorious time of year to say thank you before you and thank you for our most of all, our Lord and Savior. Father, may we pause now and say thank you for the most glorious gift you've given of friends and family and neighbors and the joy of being together in your name. May you be glorified this night. May you speak, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening. Please join us in singing hymn number 585, Count Your Many Blessings. We'll sing all four verses. Let's stand.
all are really sounding good tonight singing. Tonight we want to read some scripture responsively, and so if you'll open your bulletin, and uh, I'll begin, and of course you will join in, okay? And these uh, verses are from Psalms 98, and, um, and also from Psalms 34. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make music to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea sound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for He comes to judge the earth. He judge the world in righteousness. I'll extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. This time the handbells will come again.
I hope you have a great admiration and appreciation for the handbells because they are they're such dedicated folks. It has got to be dedication to keep coming and practicing. And again, you know why there's no men? Men can't multitask. And I, you know, that's a known fact. That's a scientific fact, Jack. <laughs> but <laughs> a little humor there. Um, look, before Linda Hatcher comes and leads us in our evening prayer, um, Several folks in the hospital that we want to remember in prayer. As you know, at both of our churches, there are many people that need our prayers. I've asked Casey, and she's given me a couple of names from Oak Grove. But let me remind you the folks from our church that are in the hospital or are going to have surgery this week. Uh, Dale Clayton asked us to remember her cousin, Casey Riley, who is in UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, also, Linda Thaxton's dad is in uh, Foresight Hospital in Winston-Salem. Please remember him. Joe Lee is in the Northeastern Care Center in Concord. Pam Stobel in Halifax Regional. Leslie Ladd at North Carolina Memorial in, in Hillsboro. Uh, Ronnie Bowes will have outpatient eye surgery to mark Person Memorial at Duke. Uh, Jan Bowes and Carolyn Fuller will both have surgery Wednesday at Duke. Donna Wilburn is there, John and Joyce Riley's daughter. Uh, who's had some complications from, from surgery on Thursday, but it's better. But please remember her in prayer. Uh, Dick Wilkerson, David, Dick, David Wilkerson will have surgery tomorrow at Duke. And also Casey's going to have some outpatient work done tomorrow at Duke also. And um, Janet mentioned, um, or, or it might have been Judy mentioned, the Oak Grove handbells. Their, their director, Valerie Smith, has been sick, so we want to remember her in prayer at this time also. So Linda, if you would come up and lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather our hearts, our minds, and our souls for a thanksgiving service, for we praise you for all things, for your guidance for each and every day, Lord. We ask that you lay your hands upon each name that's been called tonight and those that we do not know of, Lord. We just pray that you be with the doctors and the caregivers that stand by them, Lord. Give them strength to help them. And, Father God, we ask that you bless the message tonight, that it may be what you would have us to hear, that it may help us to go out and face each day a little bit stronger in our Christian faith and be with the, the music that will be brought forth us, Lord, I pray that the words may penetrate our minds and our hearts, and Lord, and we thank you for what's already been played, the beautiful notes, Lord. Lead us and guide us throughout the rest of the service, Lord, and help everything to bring us close to you. For in thy name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Before the revelation sing, I want to give just a few words of introduction to Casey. I don't think I need to do this, but I think it's always the proper thing to do. Uh, Casey Merston is the pastor at Oak Grove. She has been there for the last three and a half years, since 2013. She and her husband, Sid, uh, have two English bulldogs and a bearded dragon. I've told you this before, but the bearded dragon's name is Tar Heel. No. <laughs> the bearded dragon's name is Duke. I just wanted to see if she's paying attention. Uh, Casey is originally from Florida. Uh, she went to college there. She got to North Carolina by way of coming to Duke Divinity School in 2011. She has served churches in Florida 
and, uh, before getting married, and then she returned to North Carolina. And what a blessing she's been to our community, to Oak Grove. Uh, she's very active in My Life Matters uh, up at uh, Stories Creek. And for her ministry here, we are so grateful. And after the Revelations sing, she's going to come. I'm going to read one of the passages of Scripture uh, that she is going to be using, and that is from First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verses 16, 17, and 18. Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, music plays such an important part in worship, and um, appreciate the handbells and the revelations. And, you know, so often a hymn or a song will bring back memories. And uh, every time the song, God of the Mountain, even if I see the title, it, rem- it reminds me of my mother. This was one of her favorite songs. And uh, I just remember that she had gone through <clears throat> many valleys in her life. And I believe that's why this song meant so much to her. And he is God of the mountain, and he's God of the valley, too. Thank you guys for singing that song. Life is easy When you're up on the mountain And you've got peace of mind Like you've never known But then things change And you're down in the valley Don't lose faith You're never alone For the God on the mountain Is still God in the valley When things go wrong He'll rank and ride For the God on the God of the day is still God in the night. You talk of faith when you're up on the mountain. But talk comes so easy When life's at its best But it's down in the valley Of trials and temptation That's where faith is Rarely put to the test For the God on the mountain is there God in the valley? When things go wrong, 
He'll make them right. And the God of the good times is the God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. For the God on the mountain is the God in the Will you pray with me? Oh God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, so that as your word is read and proclaimed, we may hear with joy and thankfulness what you have for us today. Amen. Our second scripture lesson will be from Psalm 136, and as our psalm are songs, I invite you to repeat the chorus of it, which is, His steadfast love endures forever. So you will... uh, Repeat it together when it's that time. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. His steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders. His steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens, his steadfast love endures. Who spread out the earth on the waters, his steadfast love endures. Who made the great lights, steadfast love endures. The sun to rule over the day, his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. It's beautiful words of scripture, but it's scripture that we read and think, that's wonderful and beautiful, but it doesn't really apply to me. All circumstances, always, without ceasing, That seems pretty unattainable. Maybe it's like a metaphor for our lives. Maybe it's scripture that doesn't really mean it. It's probably something that Jesus could do in his life. But is Paul really calling us, mere mortals, to do that always? It's certainly a scripture that challenges us to be a people who live that out every day. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Pray constantly. There's no way to do that uh, 
as a shallow thing or as only a part-time. It's an all-in, all-of-yourself, wholehearted challenge and way of living as a Christian in this world. But that is what we are called to do. That's the people that we are called to be. And we read our psalm this morning, and there are so many words in the Hebrew language that are unable to truly capture the heart and the spirit of not only the Hebrew people, but of God's divinity. And so one of those words is hased. Hased, you can say it with me. Hased. You have to get that uh, guttural. Hased. Hased is probably one of the most important words in the Hebrew language, in the Hebrew Bible. Um, and it's really, you can't capture it in just one word or one phrase in English. One of my professors, Dr. Ellen Davis, she has a book called Getting Involved with God, and this is what she says about the word hased. Hased is the hallmark of the divine personality. It talks of a word that expresses unswerving loyalty to a covenant partner. It's compassion extended to people in need, nurturing love. It's a context of God's covenant with the people of Israel. It's steadfast love and faithfulness. It's God's hased, God's faithful, steadfast love with the people of Israel and extended to us today. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Hased endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. Hased endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lord. Hased endures forever. This is a covenantal love, a God who desires to be in relationship with us. It's a love that gives us life and breath. I love the Psalms. I love preaching the Psalms. I love reading the Psalms. I love meditating on them. It's something that has formed me and transformed me as I read, I've read them regularly um, throughout my life. And so I invite you also um, in this time in your journey of faith to be a faithful people who read and know the Psalms. So what are the Psalms? The Psalms are poems. Even as you read them in your Bible, you'll see they're a different format. They're not in paragraph form, but they're kind of centered in the middle of the page because they're poems. They capture the human heart faithfully in all seasons and all times and experiences of life. And the Psalms are songs. The book of Psalms is like a hymnal. It's the public and common worship book for the Hebrew people. It's communal that they would sing these songs and worship God together as a community, as a people. And the Psalms are prayers. They're a guide to the spiritual life. They teach us how to pray, how to talk to God, how to think about our God. They speak our mind honestly and fully, often in really raw and intense ways. Sometimes you'll find yourself reading the Psalms and think, can we really say that to God? Yes, they are true and honest and are full thoughts and emotions before God. And the Psalms give us language. They give us a voice that um, helps us to pray. As Paul said, it helps us pray when we don't even know how to pray. The Psalms are there as a faithful 
a faithful book, a faithful journey and journal of what it looks like to be in relationship with a faithful God. And so when we sing and pray the Psalms, we take our place among generations and generations and generations of faithful Israelites and Jews and Christians, including Jesus, who sang and recited these holy words. Jesus, on his last days on earth, um, in the worst time of his life on the cross, prayed the Psalms in his time of greatest need hanging on the cross, he cried the words of Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The words of the psalmist, the words of our Savior, disrupt all the powers, all the voices, all the principalities of our world. And then we know Jesus on the cross breathed his last But we know that divine breath, the one that lived and suffered and died, was not the final answer. That Christ on the cross defeated death. Three days later was resurrected, lives again and lives eternally and invites us all into life abundantly and life everlasting. The divine breath that in the beginning was exhaled over all the earth and all the waters and the skies and the seas began all of creation. The divine breath that spoke and it was so. That breath continues today. It's the breath that was given to the disciples on Pentecost in the early church and it continues to blow and disrupt and be present in our lives today through the work and through the power of the Holy Spirit. The psalmist also sings, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. This is the picture of the whole cosmos, all of heaven and earth, all the company of heaven. When we sing, we sing with all the heavenly host of angels. Think about this. When we sing, when we worship God, that prepares us for heaven. That teaches us how to live as a people who will live eternally in the presence of God. It's amazing to think about. Worship and praise, it's a cosmic act. It's with all of the world and all of creation, the whole world, all the voices join in. Creatures and plants and crops, even grass, breathes and praises God. And so when our hearts and our minds and our spirits are oriented right and faithfully toward God, that's when we place ourselves in right relationship to a holy God, where we can be a bold people who can boldly approach the throne of God faithfully, when we can give all our honor and our glory and our worship to the God who deserves our attention and our worship alone. And so the Psalms, they give us language, they give us a voice that we can speak faithfully to God. And they also teach us who we are and who God is. They teach us about the God who alone does great wonders, who by understanding made the heavens, spread out the earth on the waters, made great lights, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and the stars to rule over the night, the God of heaven whose steadfast love Hased endures forever. We read the Psalms and we read scripture faithfully when we hear 
different voices. If we're reading only with our voice alone, there's a void. We miss out on much of what God has to teach us. And so we read faithfully, we read with other voices, and we challenge ourselves to hear Scripture through the lens and through the voice of others who have different perspectives and different stories, different languages, different places. That's how we hear God working faithfully in and through the diversity of the world. When we read the Psalms, we hear the voice of the one praying, and the voice of the one praying often changes. There is movement in the Psalms, and that movement is always towards praise and praising God, no matter the circumstance or the experience of the psalmist. The Psalms cover every emotion, every experience. You name it, and it is in the Psalms. It's real life. It's raw and intense and faithful and honest before God. The Hebrew title for the book of Psalms is Book of Praises. And we can see that. We think of our favorite psalms, and it's probably often a psalm of praise that we know. And praise is important. It teaches us and it informs us and forms our life as Christians and as a worshipful people It's a lifelong habit that teaches us how to worship God when we praise. When we praise with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are able to look around to see the beauty and the goodness of this world through the imaginative eyes of our Creator God. But as you read the Psalms, you will see that it's full of much more than just praises. This book of praises, as it's titled, is actually full of more laments than any other form. There's more laments in this book of praises than anything else. And lamenting that crying out before God is faithful, and it's needed in our lives. When we lament with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can feel and we can see the world with the same brokenness, with the same crying out that is in God's heart. Lament helps us to be a compassionate and a kind people. The Psalms and our prayers are not just one way. They're not just going only one direction toward God. Just as our voice cries out, so God's voice cries out and speaks to us. God, Emmanuel, the one who wants to be with us and in relationship with us, who wants to communicate and guide us and lead us, the power and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And often that divine voice of God is disruptive and it's surprising. It calls us to see and to dream and to act in bold ways that are not possible on our own. Because if it were only possible on our own, then we wouldn't need God, right? We wouldn't need the mysterious power of God, we would see, we would be able to say, we did it on our own, through our own power, our own will, our own might. But when we trust God, we are able to do things that we could never dream or never think that we ourselves could do. And we will say, only with the help of God was that possible. Faith calls us to dream big and bold, God-sized dreams. And the Psalms give us that imagination to be a faithful people. We can be a people who 
are worthy to bear the name of Christ and Christ's followers in this world. We can be a people who truly live out the call and the challenge and the charge of 1 Thessalonians. We can live it out wholeheartedly as joyful Christians. We can be a thankful people truly in all our circumstances of life because God's steadfast love endures forever. Though we have ups and downs and mountains and valleys, God's steadfast love endures forever. That unchanging, unwavering, steadfast love is what allows us to be steadfast in our rejoicing and our thankfulness and in our prayers. Because our circumstances, our struggles, they will change. You know the roller coaster that is this thing we called life together. We will have doubts and fears and immense joys. And in the midst of it all, God is God. God is faithful. God is God on the mountain and God on the valley. And so with love and faith in the God whose faith is steadfast and whose love is steadfast, we can be a people and a community who rejoice always, who challenge and spur each other on to live out First Thessalonians with our whole lives. Listen to the voice of God, the voice that says over and over again throughout Scripture, be not afraid. God says, my steadfast love endures forever. The Psalms give us a language and a voice to speak to God open and honestly and fully present ourselves before God. But they also give us ears, ears to hear God's voice, which continues to speak to us today. The voice of God that says, my steadfast love endures forever. The God who chooses to be Emmanuel with us always in all circumstances, in all mountains, in all valleys of life, God is there proclaiming, my hased endures forever. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Yes, those worldly noises and chaos seems so loud and so disorienting, but listen to my voice, the voice that is the way, the truth, and the life, the voice that has overcome this world. God, time and time again, comes into our lives and is present and disrupts all the noises and the voices of the world. And the voices of the world are real and loud. They say things like, you have cancer. You have that diagnosis. And God says, my steadfast love endures forever. The world says you're a slave to addiction and worry and stress. And God says, my steadfast love endures forever. The world says, I am full of violence and fear and chaos and divisiveness. And God time and time again proclaims, be not afraid. My steadfast love endures forever and ever. May that voice, may the sound, the truthful sound of God's voice fill and form your life. Continue to speak and disrupt And fill your life today and every day so that truly we can be a people and a community who rejoice always, who give thanks in all circumstances and pray without ceasing now and every day so that we can be a thankful people and a generous people. 
On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. Please stand and join us in singing hymn 668. Thank you so much for coming tonight. The service will be complete in the fellowship hall, okay? And after Ronnie Bowes comes and leads us in our benediction and also our blessing, we encourage you to come and enjoy uh, refreshments and also to enjoy the fellowship. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful, Father, to be in the house tonight and just honored to be here. And uh, we thank you for this message that Case has brought us tonight, and we will carry it out in our daily walk and apply it to us and let the people will see it in, you, in us in our daily walk. We thank you so much for all your blessings and just give you the honor and glory for it all. And then as we go into the fellowship hall for a time of fellowship and food, we just thank you for this food and bless the ones that prepared it. Bless it to our body in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.